Hi, this is Patrick Rubel, Branch Vice President with Coldwell Banker Realty. Welcome to Realtors from the Garage. Hello, I'm Scott Lanahan. I'd like to welcome everyone back to the garage. I'm Joe Ubel. And today, Joe, uh, we decided we were going to talk about... Uh, that first meeting sure so this is the this would be a true garage episode we're really going to be um digging into just some some stories or kind of just like initial like how you would you would handle certain situations uh and kind of off the cuff kind of thing right yeah i mean uh the the whole idea again of the garage is that uh someone gets to sit in on two agents talking about a topic mm-hmm and kind of get more of a uh, buyer or seller or even just a some interested party. Maybe you're just interested in real estate. What does that first encounter look like? So this is kind of like a the fly on the wall. You fly on the wall, or but you know, for your our sake is if we're having a conversation and it's just like this, but we're having it, you know, uh, you know, in the office kind of thing. It's a, it's a what would you do conversation. Well, the selfish part about uh, the garage for me. Uh, and the topics that come up is that I'm able to turn to a new client like this or someone I'm meeting in an open house that's just getting started, Mm -hmm. a chance to say, hey, listen, you and I met, but here's this whole library of information on certain things that you might find you have questions on Mm -hmm. that you can go back and listen to Mm -hmm. on your time. Right. You know. So, I mean, that's this information when we talk about these topics, I really think whether it's this week or whether it's three weeks from now, somebody I meet at an open, a resource for them to kind of get started. Kind of jump in two feet into the, into the, into the lake opposed to, you know, touching your toe into it and figure out how to get there. Yeah. I didn't follow that analogy. You didn't follow that? Like, okay, imagine you're swimming across the lake and you, you want to figure out how to swim across. Do you yeah. want to jump in right in or do you want to slowly walk your way in? Yeah. I, well, I, maybe I feel a little bit more. Oh, okay, now, all right. You throw me on the bus again. But a, uh, more importantly, a chance to meet you maybe a little better or me uh, if they met me. Yeah. Um, so uh, today's topic is about that first interaction and, and when we were talking about a topic, I said, you know, I just met a couple for the first time two days ago yep. uh, we go out take a second looking uh, second showing on a property the day after we first met so it's three days ago now um, but the dynamic that occurs there right really kind of intrigued me and I thought it might be a good topic yeah and so you and I started discussion generally and kind of start really talking and that's i always say that's the garage that's the mustard right <laughs> when you're having that organic conversation and you sit there and you go holy crap like if i were a consumer i'd love this information right right so yeah i'll relook so, back so can we get, go back to that conversation then or do we have to recreate it <laughs> we got to recreate it <sighs> but we always have those pre-discussions and we're like this is a great topic right so the topic that first meeting uh, the question i had asked you is, uh, you know, let's say, whether it's at an open house, a sign call, a referral, there's that first meeting where you're standing in front of a house or in a house by that point. 
Like, what are some of the, what's, what's the first question? Like, if you're really trying to help this person and kind of get a better understanding of where they're at, what's that first question from you? Your first initial question is, uh, to me, is yeah. what brings you here? What, why do we step foot or why are we out front of this 123 Main Street? Yeah. And what is, is, the, is what's drawing you here? Yeah. And it's something to the extent of, you know, well, I love the neighborhood. I saw it pop up. It fit into what I think is my price range. And, uh, and it's got four bedrooms. It's got four bedrooms. It's got a kitchen that I love that online. Fenced yard. You know, and then you, then you, then you as, as the agent, you know, is, is starting to kind of, all right, vet the situation and what they're asking, what their needs are, what they wants are. And you start asking a little more of those questions. Okay, well, does this fit what you're looking for? Because a lot of the, the questions that, that as agents we, we ask, yeah, it's, it, it ends up being we try to engage them to think about what they're trying to do, to put them in situations where they can help process the information that they're gathering through these houses they're walking through and going, all right, I need this out of a house now. I think I need this, but maybe I can sacrifice this because not every house is perfect. We, we all, all realize that. Yeah. Um, so we have to kind of think about what is going to fit our needs. And then we kind of ask those questions to get them to process it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's so much packed in right there. Right. There's the, uh, you know, why are we in front of this particular house? Right. Right. What problems for you right now, housing wise, does this one solve? Correct. Or what are you trying to solve? You know, Mm -hmm. your current living situation encompasses X, Y, and Z. What are we trying to solve with this move, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I mean, those are things that you're you're listening to because you you're grabbing, and especially couples. Like a couple will sit there, and the husband's telling you his priorities. Yep, what he wants. Yeah, she's telling you her priorities, or he, or who, whomever. Um, I always have a joke. They think they're on the same page. Sometimes it's different books, same page, right? Right. Um, what's especially crazy is the one spouse thinks that they know what the other spouse wants. Yep. Right? Yep. And as they start telling you certain things, you realize what they're telling you and what you're seeing in their nonverbals. Yep. There's there's some conflict. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I guess it's what our job is there to do is to help prioritize some of those questions and yep. some of those things they're doing. Yep. So it's like it's like putting a pros and a cons list together. I've done it enough times with certain clients that's needed needed to get it on paper yeah. and needed to see it and helps them visualize it. Yep. Um, but a lot of times it isn't, doesn't have to come to that point, but it is really is going, all right, the pros to what we're trying to find is here, the cons is here, the, what I need is here. What I can live without is here. Yeah. And they and we're, we're trying to do is engage them enough where they can process this on their own um, and help them kind of figure out, okay, for this price point, I get this. For this price point, I get this. And this neighborhood, I get this. What's yeah. important? Well, that's the educational part of it, right, is they sit there and you you kind of start getting a sense of what it is that they're looking for. Uh, the educational process where, all right, what does my money afford, right? Mm-hmm. They're educating themselves to the marketplace mm-hmm. where uh, as an agent, you kind of help steering, steer them on some of that stuff with, 
you know, uh, all things considered, if you had to choose between house A, house B, mm-hmm. right? That question that uh, I ask a lot is uh, I'm, I'm getting two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting uh, that sense of, you know, A, uh, what, they're, what they're telling me and what reality is sometimes is different, right? Right. They keep telling me the fenced-in yard is their top priority, but when I we choose between house A that's fenced and house B that's non-fenced, all of a sudden they go, well, house B. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's talk about why house B. Like, I thought this was a top priority, yep. and this doesn't have that. So all of a sudden it starts challenging that perception of what they think is their top priority and versus what isn't. What can I change and what can I change in this house, right? And within a short period of time from meeting them, uh, I mean, I've seen you do it too. Your buyer becomes like laser focused on what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, or or it helps them, you know, uh, visualize the things online. So then they can say, all right, well, I like this location, but now I've seen seen how this layout fits in my needs and I realize that's not gonna work. Yeah. Uh, It's just, sometimes that's just the way houses work. It's just, you know, it's not a layout that, that, that fits. And there's a lot of common layouts that you're going to find in whatever community you're looking in. Mm-hmm. And so you go, you see it once, you've probably seen it 10 more times. So it's a matter of what changed in the layout from the last layout. What what aspect has changed? Mm-hmm. You know, lay, uh, fixtures, changes, kitchens, bathrooms, upgrades. So if you already know that I'm, I want this two-story cottage style in the city, well then, all right, you're, you're focused on that and it helps focus your, your attention on that and you try to give them the tools to figure out what the differences are what the values are of this house compared to this house and bring them up to speed because mm-hmm. we're already in the marketplace uh, they're not and, and unless they've been you know shopping on their own online for the last six months normally they, they aren't usually it's kind of a slow burn mm-hmm. way into the marketplace and then we're trying to bring them up to March's marketplace or June's marketplace in this case, and they they may be looking at last year's market, going, well, why this one sell for this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, part of from that first meeting, uh, what you're trying to get from them is uh, them to. Well, you're vetting them as much as they're vetting you. Right. Right. Uh, you know, are they are they a serious buyer? Are their expectations realistic? Uh, you know, those are some of the questions within the questions I'm asking. You know, can I help this person? Mm-hmm. Is kind of my question in my head. Yep. Right, because you can't help someone that's not realistic. Right? Or it, their expectations aren't realistic. Is yeah, and there's also it. some people that you know you'll meet and they just feel uncomfortable making, you know, commitments of any kind. Yeah. And they wanted to just digest and, you know, figure it out on their own. That's by all means part of the process. And Yeah. I'm also testing their motivation. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, someone that says, well, you know, I don't have to move. Okay. Um, what does that mean? Right? I mean, explain that a little bit more for me. Uh, and maybe there's just someone that just... I mean, there's some buyers, it's kind of a hobby. Yeah. It is like looking at houses. Yeah. Well, I like showing houses. I don't like showing houses as a hobby. It's my job, right? <laughs> right. To show you the right houses. Um, 
the other thing from that first meeting that I, I really think you're trying to establish is trust. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Huge. Like, especially, you know, you, you want to bring to the table, you know, your knowledge to the marketplace, knowledge to the housing area, to the neighborhood, and to understand the process. You know, so, you know, for that to bring, you know, information to the table of, all right, this is how this process is going to go, and kind of bring as many tools to that tool belt that you're bringing to them, and then hand the tools over to them, mm-hmm. and say, here's what it's going to get you from A to B, and here's what I'm going to be able to provide for you. Yeah. Um, and you, you brought up in the, in the pre-discussion, and we were kind of talking about, uh, you know, how do you start? Where are you looking? You know, so we had the conversation about, okay, where are you gathering your information about houses? Yeah. You know, are you looking online, which is, uh, what, what's the statistics these days? 95% of buyers are online. Something oh, yeah, like it's off chart. I mean, why wouldn't you look online? It's too what, easy. You look in a catalog, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of look at click catalogs. You're right. <laughs> Get that Sears catalog every fall and spring. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, so on that trust, because I, I think we could do a whole episode on this part. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the trust. I, I, let's explain it this way. So, yes, I'm trying to gain your trust, right, mm-hmm. uh, by being an information source and letting you know my my motivation is altruistic meaning if i feel i can help you i will invest my time and my experience into helping you Mm -hmm. right so there's believe it or not from a consumer standpoint there's a reciprocating trust yep because i only i have a limited amount of time Mm -hmm. to support my family my lifestyle everything else i need to do I need to help a certain number of people. Yep. Right? So if I'm going to invest my time, I'm trusting that I've vetted some of the information, but I'm trusting that if I invest this time in you and you trust me to help you, that I can move you from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. That's how I keep my lights on and that's how, you know... So there's a certain level of trust that I'm expecting uh, from you as well, right? That if I'm going to invest my time and experience in helping you, that you're going to invest your trust in me in helping you solve this housing equation that you have. Right. Is that fair? No, that's that's exactly what we're trying to do because, you know, our time is valuable, you know, and we want to make sure that the time that, that you have with us as a buyer yeah. or, or seller, is valuable as well. We yeah. we value your time, but we want it to be reciprocating both ways. That when we sit down with you, you value our time, but we value your time to sit down with us and engage what we're, you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I'm, I really, I mean, uh, I'm not focused on the clock, but um, I mean, no one wants to drag this out if they're hiring you as a professional. They're helping you to navigate them as smoothly through the process as possible. Right. So from the time they engage to you to the time that you get them to solve their problem. I mean, if they give me an end date and say, listen, uh, I'd like to be in before Jimmy gets into school. Or yep. I'd like to be in before uh, my lease runs out. Yep. Uh, if they give you the goal line 
they've hired you to navigate them as smoothly as possible to make sure everything lines up. Right. And most times, I mean, if, if they've hired a professional, they should get there. Mm-hmm. If you get some curveballs along the way, they should be able to dodge those and still get you to that goal line. Right. To where you're not homeless. Because let's face it, if you're selling homes to have your client homeless is really bad for your Yelp review. <laughs> right? Yes. And that's where you go for Yelp reviews, right? Yeah, well, what I, I'm trying to think where else you give Google reviews. Uh, there whatever. you go. <laughs> Yelp. Oh, Yelp is food restaurant service. Yeah. I said, you, 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 Do they Yelp agents? I don't know. God damn it. I, I, now I look old. <laughs> I've never filled one of those out. I always, uh, I've asked people to fill them out. You're not a top contributor? I'm not a top contributor. You don't, you're not a foodie and go to restaurant? I almost restaurant? filled one out yesterday. Uh, that's, <laughs> I went, oh, well, I'll finish it. I went into a Home Depot. I'd gone to a couple hardware stores to try and get uh, anti-siphon, of like a vacuum breaker yeah. for a client that needs to pass a city inspection. She didn't know what to look for. She kept getting the outside uh, anti-siphon thing. Yeah. And uh, she replaced it on the tub faucet with the outside one. Like, it was uh, inspector's nightmare. <laughs> I, I laughed but was truly impressed with what she did. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I, we're looking for a different piece. I'll stop at different. I'd walk into these hardware stores. No one works there anymore. I was in the Home Depot in Invergrove. This is my Yelp review. <laughs> I had four people ask me within 150 feet of walking in that store if I found what I was looking for. That was the only four people that asked me out of five hardware stores. I guess you, you know where to go, I guess. So I was ready to give, and I still might, give a Yelp review for the Home Depot and Invergrove Heights. They are not a sponsor. <laughs> We should call them. How did we get on this? I don't know. Yelp review. Yelp We're reviews. making fun you, of me. What a tangent. <laughs> All right, we'll cut this out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know my editing. Yeah. Joe so, says, did you cut that out? And I go, no, I left it right in there. It was good. <laughs> it was good. So back to trust. And, trust. And then also we, we kind of uh, tangented off with the kind of topic that I kind of wanted to get into a little bit on yeah. is where you're getting your information from. So Why is that important to you, Joe? Because I want, I guess I want people to know that that, that um, you know when you use you know uh, these resources online, yeah, that um, there's only there's a, there's a reason why they're there, and they are there to um, gather information, but they're also pulling information from what we use it as our source. Okay, Does that explain make sense? that further because no, I see where you're going with it, and I I agree. Um, uh, so a lot of those platforms, Zillow, uh, Redfin, uh, the platform is designed to engage that 95%. Mm-hmm. They want them to click some buttons on there. Yep. Uh, do you need a home loan? Do you want to show this property or yep. tour this property? Yep. So them having those buttons on there uh, generate money and revenue for them. Mm-hmm. Advertising for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a loan officer may pay to be on that site mm-hmm. or a referral fee goes from whomever back to those platforms. Yeah, so I can see why you're asking that. The it's it's more not for that. I'm more more um, I'm not um, engaging on that. 
that's that's great that they're for resources what i'm i'm, I'm kind of want to point out is those websites and those resources are sometimes not quite as accurate as the information we can provide oh. for you as 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 a consumer well ex explain why that is because that hits a lot of people all the time like someone will click a button on a lead generating site like a zillow and um they get a hold of the agent and the agent says well that property is pending right meaning it's already cleared inspection all of its contingencies now it's just waiting to close it's under contract everything so i mean it's it's well down the line right right but they'll click on that button and the agent has to explain to them hey this is already sold already sold mm -hmm. uh which they're uh, to be i want to be fair to like that particular site zillow it does say when you look it up, it says it's pending, but it's not flashing. Right. Or it's not highlighted that it's pending. You have to physically know where to look and see what is the status of that property. Correct. Is it active? Is it sold subject to inspection? Or is it pending? I've seen, I've had phone calls. The property's closed. Yep. And you're like, what is this still doing on Zillow? Yep. But I mean, they have a history of every property that person may have been searching in a neighborhood and there's info there's a picture of the outside there's a price estimated zestimate there's still a button there show me this house there is you know or <laughs> it's not for sale but show it to me yeah and that, that's that's you know again that's that's their prerogative to but do explain why the information's old so basically so we we have a resource that we use to input our listings for and what we use to help find our consumers um, uh, houses, right? And the it's called the MLS, Multiple Listing Services, and we partner with Northstar. Northstar is is the company that runs that site for us, and they are the one that that's that um, lets the information be distributed to all these different websites. I think it's important that it's understood that the the multiple listing service is uh, owned by the agents. Correct. It is information that we police. Mm -hmm. Meaning, if some agent puts in that it, it's a four-bedroom home, and it's really only a three-bedroom home, meaning there's no egress, it's not over 70 square feet, there's no floor covering, no closet, like that's not a bedroom. Right. You as an agent can't call this a bedroom. Mm -hmm. We're the ones that police the information, hand it back into, file a little grievance or yep. whatever you call it, correction. Yep. The agent gets notice. They look at it and go, yeah, this needs to be changed. Yep. Um, if the agent doesn't change it, they get fined. Correct. So I don't know if we do this to, uh, I was going to go down. We got to do this to politicians. Uh, <laughs> don't go there. But no, we police the information. So it's it's supposed to be as accurate and up to date as possible. If a property sitting in uh, uh, active and you can't show it, agents will turn that agent in and say hey if you can't show it it needs to be temporarily not available for show it can't be active correct yep. so i mean we go through all this hard work of trying to make sure all that information is as accurate as possible zillow pays to pull the information out of the mls yep. all the regional from san francisco to boston they all have regional mls's that are owned and operated the information by all the brokerages that are a part of that MLS. Zillow pays to get the information, but their their advantage of not keeping it up to date is that 
someone will click that button. Yep. Yep. Which is that's back to my that's back to my my, my circles back to my did same I, point. Did I that's exact no no that's exactly what I'm I'm right. trying to get to is you know the MLS is there for a reason. The reason why we have the most updated information is because we can go on our parent site, not a subsidiary of our site, and tell you exactly what's going on with the property. And even in those those sites, you know, we, we might know um, if it's contingent on a, on an offer inspection, whatever it ends up being, we see it. On, on our site, whereas another um, site, uh, Realtor.com, um, you know, all the other subsidiaries, Zillow's, whatever it is, they don't have those banners. They don't have those those attachments to, to li- the listings. But they could. They could, but they don't. Yeah. Which is why I, I think it's really important when you, if you if you're not comfortable partnering with an agent, this is why you would want to partner with an agent and yeah. have them be advocating for you. That you they well, you just can get find the information right. cut out. The other, once you've engaged in the process of buying, right. to, that information becomes very valuable. Yeah, up to date information, Espe- especially in today's marketplace when the houses are coming in on a on a Monday or Tuesday, and they're disappearing on a Friday or Saturday. So if you are 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 looking on Wednesday and Thursday, the house may have already had offers on it, and you didn't know that. And yeah. by the time you 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 get a chance to gather information on it, it's already sold. Where it's, I think my clients get frustrated is once they've engaged in the process, they're still using that. If Zillow was their primary or Redfin or Edina, uh, where they get frustrated is they'll send me a property like Scott. Why isn't this property in my list? Yeah, I'm like oh, because it's it's pending. Yeah, it was sold last month. Yeah, where are you getting the information? Well, I'm getting it off Zillow. All right. Uh, if you see something on Zillow, uh, and you're searching an area that for the search that we've set up in the MLS, if it's not on that list that I sent you, we need to figure out why. If it truly is active, why is it falling outside of the the search, the net? Um, but once they feel comfortable that that net is that area that they're looking for, mm-hmm. they don't trust that info. Well, and they shouldn't. Because that information is a carbon copy of what's over here. Yes. Just maybe uh, very cloudy and uh, muddled because they don't update it as much. Right. Which they could. If a, if a new listing comes on, guarantee it shows up immediately over on Zillow or Redfin. Yeah, absolutely. So when it goes pending, it should show up immediately over there as well. It. You would think. You would right? think. Again... That information is is, is it's, they got the information from they paid to get it from right Northstar. Yep. So, I don't know. I, did, did we go after a big fish? <laughs> They're never gonna listen. To that. <laughs> Either they way, got deep pockets. They, ooh, they could come after us. Uh-oh. Cease and desist. <laughs> if you don't hear the podcast next week, it's due to the cease and desist letter, and that we've been cleaned out. <laughs> What's our bank account on Realtors on the Garage? What are I don't we know. We'll talk, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I mean, how much did you throw in? Oh, I don't it's know. the penny jar. The penny there. jar over there. <laughs> we'll tell them that they can have everything, all of our assets. Well, that's that, that swear jar over there? From, $200 from... in mics. <laughs> I, I, I paid 10 swear... bucks for this cord, Joe. <laughs> they can have it all. They can have Clean it all. Clean this out. Oh, okay, all right. We'll start all right. a new one. Realtors from the shed. 
<laughs> the shed, the lobby. <laughs> yeah, where we got knocked down. <laughs> wow. This. So, this. is there anything else else that we can add to, um, again, the first engagement, the first questions that you might ask ask a consumer that you know helps them find themselves, but also help them find what they're looking for. Well, I always like the. Like if someone says they've been looking for six months, mm-hmm. uh, it was a question there. Like, uh, well, explain to me why you've been looking that long, right? I mean, what, has there been anything that you found that you really liked that just kind of maybe it passed by? Uh, yeah, I really love this one place. Well, you know, tell me, tell me why we didn't make an offer on that. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it just you weren't comfortable with what you were looking for yet? And it just, you, you really liked it, but now in hindsight, looking at everything else, that that, that probably was my best opportunity. Right. Um, and then tell me more about that property. Mm-hmm. What was it about that property that it is at the top of the list now for wish I would have? Right? right. I mean, there's just a lot of questions. And again, I, it's it's what I find so often. Like I'll ask someone, they've been looking for six months. Uh, I had one of these this winter, and you know, afterwards we get her under contract. She gets through inspection, and um, I said, you know, tell me, you looked for six months before a year, whatever it was, was with a uh, someone else was helping her, and uh, I met her on a sign call. Uh, that property wasn't a good fit. We continued to look at some others. And uh, tell me why this one only took a month and a half to identify a property. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a month and a half. And uh, as an agent, you could go, I loosened the lid on the jar, <laughs> right? But she said, you were asking questions, and it was forcing me to kind of really look at what it was that I wanted or didn't want. What was really important? What's realistic? Why did it take me six months before? What was I afraid of? You know, what has my motivation changed? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I wanted to clearly move six months ago, seven at that point. Um, you know, what, but it it's the questions yep. that you ask. And part of, I mean, I can just... You send me a list of properties, I run out, I unlock the door and let you through. Everyone can do that. Right? You know, it's, it's, it's being able to understand the process, understand how you can engage the thought process because we as agents want to make it as easy as possible on, on, on the, the clients um, and not let them miss something if they, if they are already up to speed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so if by asking those questions, by engaging what they're looking for, to then also like I always I always say my, 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 my mantra is I understand more of what you're looking for when I when I walk through properties with you. You yeah. can tell me all all day you want long you want X Y and Z, and then you get into the property and you're like I don't like this stuff, and I found that found the property for you that has fits your needs. Yeah. So the more I see with you, even if it's not the right property. The more I see with you, I can have have the questions asked. I can ask the right 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 uh, um, mantra of, of questions, and you can kind of p- paint a better picture for me of what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. 
And then I can go, all right, well, what about this? Have you seen this layout? Have you seen this kind of space? What about this location that might offer you this? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do is engage your thought process. That way you can kind of wrap your arms around what you really want. Yeah. We'll get, uh, get the right fit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah, you're Prince Charming with an adjustable glass slipper. You're just trying to... <laughs> adjustable glass slipper? <laughs> this I... is the right fit for you. Right? <laughs> no, sorry, Joe. I'll cut that part out, too. Um, no, I think... I. Again, I... I you're trying it's a very personal process mm-hmm. right uh, there there is a lot of trust that ultimately by the time you're done hopefully you've shared back and forth I mean those are clients that you help years later well would you say also too by the time like, call Joe yeah well but by the time you finish a process with someone um, aren't you feel like you're you've kind of lived uh, um, in their shoes for a, a good um, period of time so there's three yeah. four months I'm always uh, so there's part of that too that I mean again it's very personal it's a very uh, a lot of trust that goes back and forth um, and let's face it I, I mean people their emotions are queued up they're moving mm-hmm. people remember moving to college or away from college or into their first house or into their first apartment like, there's a lot of memories attached to a move. Yeah. Right? Um, emotions get keyed up, especially on a home, because it feels a little more permanent, yep. even though it's not. And people are putting a certain amount of trust in you, whether it's moving from point A to point B. Uh, I mean, I take that seriously. Uh, and that fear. Sometimes you see fear or anxiety. You know, you're there to say, all right, listen, this is normal, or this will be okay, or this is the process, so no surprise, here's what's going to happen. And uh, the you're in control part that you hear on several podcasts, Yeah, I mean, that's because that one statement in and of itself, people feel like things are out of their control, and you're like, no, no, you're steering the ship. Yep, right. You're, you're calling the shots. I mean, I'm I just... can put a hand on there and help guide you, yeah. but you're ultimately, you're making, you know what your options are, and you are making the best decision for you, mm-hmm. right? And some of them are so clear. Mm-hmm. You've got option A, option B. Well, option B, good. We'll steer there. We'll go that way. Right? Um, that feeling of being in control, I mean, that, that makes everything more enjoyable, too. Mm-hmm. You know, for being in control, but almost out of control in a lot of ways, because of how chaotic it feels like sometimes the process can be, and how how many, you know, decisions are made, and emotional decisions are made, and and it's being able to have that trust, be able to talk through the scenarios, yeah, and talk through the the comfort of the situation, you know. So then there's a lot of managing emotions with what we do, Mm -hmm. right? you know, I've had clients crying, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, hey. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I know you're stressed, right? Let's talk about that. And let's see what's, you know, what's, uh, let's let's put it in perspective. Yep. Right? Yep. 
And that's and that's a lot of our job too is you know taking the big picture and you know kind of understanding you know this is you know part of the process this this is not part of the process and we can tame it to the level where you can understand what you are doing without having to make it too teed up emotional. Have you ever had the clients that uh, talk about the too emotional where they're unemotional? At, oh yeah, at all, and you're like, hey, uh, when your loan officer's asking for this stuff, like. And he says, I needed this like yesterday. Like he's serious. <laughs> right? He needed that yesterday. Like there's real consequences to inaction. Yeah. Or uninvolvement. Right. Or, you know, it's not uninvolvement. It's more of, you know. What's the word, Joe? Is there, is there a word that goes with that? It's more of, you know, they're, they're just. They don't have that, that, that switch that goes, you know, motivation level goes way up for how fast they need to move. They think they, they can have the pace that the way they want to pace it when they want to do it. And it's what's crazy with our industry is you don't have a lot of time to process what, what, what you're deadlines. making. Deadlines. Yeah, there's deadlines. There's clocks. There's ticking. clocks are ticking. So, like, 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 for example, inspection timelines. Yeah. You know, there's only so much time for you Finance to, pro- deadlines. For, for, to process the... Closing dates. These things. Yeah. So, we have to figure out how to... Engage as much much with them. Yeah. Talk them through it, talk them through it again, and make sure they understand what they're doing. But also um, give them some options, so you don't have to have this option, but you can go down this road. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of things that that we're trying to manage. Yeah. Um. First meeting. What do we name this one? Because apparently the last one I got a little too I got a little too excited. Uh, fancy. <laughs> Fancy with the title. I must have been feeling a little giddy. I got a little too fancy. You enjoyed that one too much. What was it? What did I call it? I don't remember anymore. It was hor- It sounded like something out of Harry Potter. It kind of did, yeah. The incredible, mysterious story, story time. time. <laughs> All right. Uh, else how much editing on this one? Well, now we what are we cutting out? Now you're cutting that out. Cutting that out for sure. <laughs> all right this is good jam-packed full of stuff this one is a little bit a little more you know i'm diving in and out of the ocean a little bit and uh knowing you know there's a little more hoops jump through yeah and uh you know a little more again garage talk this one a um, lot of garage talk on yeah this one yeah yeah all right um let's call it yeah all right uh i'm scott lanahan and i'm joe Ubel. thanks for stopping by the garage yeah.